Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one explosive minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I am the composer, actor, and editor for Geek by Night, Scott Tofty. Hey, Scott. Thanks yeah. for coming back. Good to have you here. Happy to be back. <laughs> Not a triple threat, a quadruple threat, a quintuple threat? I mean, that I was know. three yeah, things, with the right? Actual... I think that's triple. That was three. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, more we can throw in. Triple generally means three, right? Uh, just... He's just yeah, a mega so. threat. Yeah, mega threat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Omni threat? So speaking of mega threats. Omni threat. <laughs> today, we're talking about the mega threat of the Green Goblin and his first appearance. Uh, in minute 67, that begins with him sweeping behind the singular wireless sign and ends with uh, a well-known gentleman uh, wearing, wearing glasses having a little bit of a cameo at the end of the minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... This is so, the Marvel Universe happening uh, before yeah. there was one. <laughs> so um, I love just early on. I I just I love that beat of Macy Gray stopping singing, <laughs> stopping her performance uh, to react to the Goblin. Because I also uh, love it when Macy Gray stops singing. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> low blow, Tofty, low blow. Um, uh, no, I just I I just I, I just look. I love, I love that, uh, uh, cause you know, it would take a lot, it takes a lot to get a performer to like stop performing, especially right. at that level. Um, mm-hmm. so, so to see like Macy Gray just be like, what is th-? like so distracted by this thing flying in the sky that she stops singing. Um, it's a good moment. I like that. Yeah. Bit. I think she sells it pretty well too, because she's down there like, you know, trying to interact with the front row and everybody turns away and she just like looks up and drops the mic a little bit. It's like, oh, you know, this is serious now. Right. Macy Gray is surprised. Right. Uh, which is a she great drops sentence. the she 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 drops the mic and her mouth like she like <laughs> whoa. Um, it's good. She's a really good. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Um, so I think we're gonna talk about the Goblin's costume tomorrow because that's when so we too. get when we that's get like when a we good get full look at him. Yeah, right. But, this is but I have to say around. this. <laughs> From a distance, this costume works like gangbusters. Um, it's incredible. It's scary. And, yeah. And I think from 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 a distance, I think it were I think it looks great from a distance. Yeah. Um yeah. I think the like seeing the the green on the purple glider in a distance from the distance it looks good. I also think his costume looks better in CG than Spider-Man's does. Um Yeah. I I'm on board with that as well. I yeah. think like the the hard plates render a bit more convincingly than uh, you well, know, it's it's, spandex, it's a less human humanoid muscles. form. In two thousand two, I don't think right. they quite nailed down the fully humanoid CGI characters yet. 
Um, so totally. when you add a yeah. little bit of uh, a geometry to it, some angles and some some you know mm-hmm. more metallic kind of finish and a little bit more abstract uh, uh, anatomy, then I think it's a little bit more. You forget you you withhold your disbelief a little bit more, you know. Sure, right. sure, yeah, exactly. And I love that little touch of personality that they give the, the CG goblin yes. when he reaches yes. out and sort of just lets his hand graze across the balloon um, as he passes it. It's it's it feels like the CG high goblin is making a performance choice. Like it's yeah. really, uh, it's really good. Like that's, that's a good idea to do. I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that makes, that makes it feel convincing more so than the actual like uh, quality of the rendering is going to convince you of it. Like the, the texture mapping or whatever on the actual CGI model, it's little like behavioral bits like that that make you go, Oh, well he's there. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't look real. I mean, these balloons don't look real, and he doesn't look real real, but he looks real enough, and when that, like, performative gesture is in there, that I buy into it, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh. Is is every shot in this minute of the Goblin a CGI shot? In this minute, yes. Okay. Every, yes. Sh- every shot is CGI. Yeah. Uh, we won't um, get a f- practical one until 68. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Um, I also... Uh, I like... The crowd reaction to him is interesting because at first it's what? And then he flies mm-hmm. by close and they're like, whoa. Yeah. And then he does a U-turn and comes back around and then they're like, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a really weird uh, crowd reaction. This, yeah. this might be a but harsh like thing human. to say. It's it's a pre-9-11 New York City who has not learned to be terrified of things falling from the sky yet. Yes, yeah. no, I think that's very astute, though. Actually, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's inappropriate at all because they they cheer at this like black smoke, like trail uh, pluming through the air and like mm-hmm. weird engine noises stuff like that. It's, it's exciting, like the Blue Angels or something doing a flyby or whatever. But like, there's no way you could do any sort of uh, uh, aero aeroplane esque, uh, you know, a, a vehicle flying through the air in downtown Manhattan and without like causing alarm uh any mm-hmm. other time than this like it's a unique it's a it's a reaction of another time it still feels authentic but it's right. it's funny looking not funny but it's odd looking back on it now there's like oh this is a this is a reaction from 15 years ago this is a pre-war on terror reaction <laughs> yeah. of a crowd of people <laughs> everything's <laughs> fine Woo! yeah yeah i'm sure this part is part of the, of the plan yeah why not <laughs> i trust uh, everybody uh so this little this this bit um and it's even continued in the next minute Mm -hmm. uh suffers from one of the one of my most hated editing tricks and i know i know why they do it because it saves a lot of money Mm -hmm. but i hate it when they shoot coverage of an explosion and then just use the same explosion from different angles. (laughs) It drives me crazy because it's so obvious and it looks like, it looks like, like a bad Michael Bay music video thing to do. Um, As opposed to a good Michael Bay music video thing. (laughs) Those don't exist. (laughs) um, Didn't he, didn't he direct a meatloaf music video? Um, He did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he also directed yeah, he some great Got Milk commercials back in the day. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and, and now he's responsible for billion-dollar franchises. Just let that sink in for a minute. Wow. 
Gosh. Well, the world is amazing, is it not? Look, uh, it was a different. <laughs> it was a different time, a different place. Um, <laughs> directors don't even come from music videos anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they do on one of the podcasts but, that I talk on, Ninja Turtles Minute. Ha <laughs> ha! More on that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, really organic. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, I I don't. I don't yeah, I don't I don't like the uh I I I hate the the repeated uh explosion sh- explosion shot cuz like every time you cut to a new explosion it, it, it the the building is obviously not battle damaged. Um it's all back together at all. again. Yeah, it's all yeah. back together again. It like I hate it. It looks really really bad. And also, I'm not seeing multiple bombs. I just saw one bomb. So are you yeah. telling me that it it is exploding multiple times because I don't think that's actually possible. Um, yeah, <laughs> my equivalent of that yeah, like, is watching times. people play <laughs> instruments in movies and seeing yeah like, the drums on the wrong beat. Like that drives me bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can yeah. imagine. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> these uh these these uh boardroom guys uh their stump doubles are uh they really did not try. <laughs> um, with these stunt doubles, uh, there's just some some bald guy I have never seen before sitting calmly in a chair as the uh, <laughs> as it's exploding. If you go to like 55 seconds, you can see him. He's very yeah. calm. Um, <laughs> Everything falls over. Yeah, he's very zen. This is normal. This is yeah. what Saturdays are. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm uh, yeah. I'm really not thrilled with the. Uh, the multiple explosion thing. No, I um, get it. It is frustrating. All. It's it, give your audience a little bit more credit. Like we kind of understand physics sort of to understand that yeah. one bomb creates one explosion. Right. Yeah. Um, um so, so the, uh, Oh, do you have something else about, about this, about the minute in particular? Um, I, I wanted to draw I, a comparison, sort of an overarching comparison, uh, uh, between this movie minute and something that you guys may have seen. Uh, Mm-hmm. So there's there's this thing happening in the movie of sort of like this bad thing coming and then our protagonist sort of visually latches onto it and while everyone around him is reacting reacting our protagonist is intently focused not really reacting sort of oblivious to all the things happening to the point that when the explosion you know happens our our protagonist is still not really reacting and it just really reminded me of uh i guess it's batman returns and i'm trying to remember the exact scene i'm having difficulty but there is a scene where michael keaton is sort of seeing something off in the distance or he's at a party or something and everyone around him is like starting to go bananas and he even gets shot at one point like you see a bullet hit his shoulder and he doesn't even flinch um, and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. to me that it just mirrors this scene. It's almost like Sam Raimi went like, I want to do the Batman thing with this scene right here. Like Toby's not even going to flinch. Mm-hmm. He's going to be my Michael Keaton for a minute, which is ironic considering yeah. Michael Keaton is now in a Spider-Man movie. And great. In it. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's that like, well, the, it's not just the shots of people running around. It's the, I think it's the one particular shot where everyone cowers at once and Toby is still standing like yes. stock straight up that right. like, really sells that that feeling um i mean it's i think it's appropriate for it it's just very much echoes absolutely that other it's just it's, it's yeah. I, I look at it as an homage like i think when you're this is probably sure. the biggest superhero movie since batman right at the time it came out definitely mm-hmm. is yeah i mean so we had sort of x-men paved, before it 
Right. Okay. And then that one. Yeah. To to pay yeah. visual homage to that, I think is totally appropriate too. And when, I, when yeah. you're looking mm-hmm. at comic book movies as inspiration, like when you're putting together Spider-Man, you're like, oh, there haven't been a lot of good comic book movies. Let's like, look at what we got. Okay, let's take this scene from Batman or that scene from Superman. Or, you know, you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, using it to storyboard your own film, I imagine, to some degree. Oh, um, totally. But I think it yeah. works. I totally think it works. And I kind of, I love the similarity in that. Yeah. I just wanted there's to bring a minute, There's a moment like that that we can talk about tomorrow as well that I think is a similar sort of like stealing one of the things that wor- works best from a previous superhero movie and uh, recontextualizing it. Um, so you just got me excited about that as well. Cause I can, I can see that through line here, but I can Tune see a slightly tomorrow. more iconic one tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, did you have any other stuff specifically about the minute that you wanted to, uh, to touch uh, base on before talking no. script stuff? Yeah, I'm talking script stuff. Okay, um, cool. uh, so, so, uh, the, the shooting draft, um, this pretty much, plays uh the way that it is in the movie for the for the most part um up to this point there's uh there's some other little bits that get uh uh cut uh a a little bit later but for the most part this pretty much plays um this minute in particular plays basically as is right uh in the in the uh david kep draft um which uh tofty is the is the the draft of the script before two re- writers rewrote him and created the uh, shooting draft, which he still got sole credit on. The last time that he wrote on on the the screenplay um, was this draft that we're reading. That's actually very different from the film that we ended up getting. Huh. Yeah. Um. In in this draft, and this is really interesting. You know, I hinted at this yesterday about uh, Harry sort of being a a bit of a problem. And in the Kep draft, Osborne isn't getting revenge on his board of directors. Huh. The Goblin is trying to kill Harry. (gasps) Oh. What? Because Norman believes that Harry is going to take over his company and ruin it and run it into the ground. And the Goblin is like... I can take care of that. So because if he's dead, no one's going to take over your company. In in that draft, is there still this whole like Harry seeking uh, affirmation from his father storyline happening too? Yep. Oh yep. my god, that's oh, yeah. so much more twisted. I love that. Yeah, that's really um, intense. So there's there's actually a scene right before this sequence in the Kep draft where uh, the Osborne is having a conversation with the Green Goblin in the mirror. Um, and he, you know, he calls himself the voice that Norman refuses to hear the dream. He's afraid to remember. Uh, and he says, what do you want? And the goblin says, you already know there's a weak link and uh, a threat to the company. One day he will destroy it. Lay waste to your grandfather's company unless he stopped before it's too late. And Osborne says, that isn't true. And uh, the Goblin's like, you believe it is. Uh, I've never thought that. You think that every day. But he's, my God, he's, um, and he he goes, what are you going to do? And the Goblin says, protect the company. And Osborne says, God, no, please. He's my son. Uh, And it's just like screaming. Uh, Holy cow. That's kind of awesome. So yeah, it's kind of, it's it's nuts. Um this, it's 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 a totally different thing. This brings me uh, to, for to sure. something I wanted to bring up and I was going to save it for tomorrow, but I'll bring it up now. Um 
I love the Green Goblin as a villain. And I've I've read a fair amount of the Spider-Man comic books. I have a couple of the big anthologies. And I've always loved the the Goblin, sort of the early versions of the Green Goblin when he shows mm-hmm. up. And I, I was super excited. It seemed like when this movie came out, like Goblin was the, the, the perfect. He's the Joker. He's like the Spider-Man's Joker. Like it's this is the one yeah. you start with, right? It's like the biggest, baddest, like most recognizable Spider-Man. Maybe him and Doc Ock, right? Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I am so nervous that they're not going to go back to Green Goblin. I feel like there's so much good mm-hmm. stuff left with the Goblin mm-hmm. that never got touched. And I'm, I'm so worried that in you know the new sort of Sony Marvel MCU kind of hybrid they're doing that we're just not going to get that chance to see a, like a really – like Willem Dafoe is, is great in this role. I think he's one of the best parts of this movie. I think he was perfect casting. I just – I don't think they quite – went i'm not disappointed in how they presented the goblin mm. but like we're talking about the costume tomorrow if you guys have yeah. assumed seen like the animatronic costume test yeah. footage yeah like, oh, yeah we're I want, definitely gonna bring that up tomorrow like yeah. i just i want one more shot at green goblin on film is what i want i i think they're saving uh the the heavy hitters for mm-hmm. um college yeah so you're gonna have the high school trilogy and then I think you'll have a college trilogy, and that's when we'll come back around to the heavy hitters like uh, Doc Ock and Norman Osborn and that stuff. All that's right. my theory. I hope anyway. so, because I loved Green Goblin, and I would love – I just saw Spider-Man Homecoming the other day, and good mm-hmm. lord, Tom Holland, good lord. Like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. this kid needs yeah. to do every Spider-Man villain. Like, they, he needs to – <laughs> this kid needs to be in 100 movies. <laughs> I, I I agree with you about um about the Green Goblin that I I, I still want to see the Green Goblin from the comics and mm-hmm. I I still want to see uh I, I I don't yeah I don't I, they haven't gotten him 100% right and so like if you haven't gotten him 100% right if you haven't hit that iconography everyone's like oh god I just hope they don't do the Green Goblin again but it but it's sort of like well they kind of haven't really and if it's good you won't complain the only reason you're pre-complaining is because you don't like what they did in the past and you just assume they're not going to do it again they're going to do it i've literally heard people who were like i hope they don't do spider-man again why are they doing spider-man again who when they got out of the movie were like oh my god i love that i'm so happy they did that it's like well it's the same thing with the villain um yeah i think part of it is that like because this movie 15 years ago <laughs> it's 15 years ago and it was written it was written at the, with the idea that like if we do well enough yeah maybe we'll get some sequels like the Batman movies but it was not written in the like modern day sense of let us set up a universe that will continue for forever and ever they were trying to do a single story mm-hmm. that is feature length long about the green mm-hmm. goblin and when you're doing that you can't do the like long term effect of the goblin on Peter mm-hmm. and his Ben Peter's relationships, which is I think mm-hmm. one of the key parts of the goblin as his like arch nemesis is mm-hmm. the the effect over time that he has on all Peter's mm-hmm. relationships and stuff. So if you have to wrap up the goblin in one movie, there's no mm-hmm. way you can really do the goblin from the comics. Right. right. You almost have to have it altered in this way. So what they did alter I think is great. And I think the the character as presented is great. But there's another character in the comics that I like, you know. Hashtag not my goblin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so going on uh, to this sequence in the Kep draft, um, you know, it's funny. I brought this up. Uh, I, I don't know if it was last week or when. When I must have been last week. Uh-huh. Um, but I brought up the fact that uh, 
they invented an, a, a New York event when they have yeah. the Macy's the Macy's Day thanks you know the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade that Macy's they could have used Macy's Thanksgiving Day yeah Macy's Gray parade. well. I, <laughs> I made that joke last week as well. Ah, um, darn it. <laughs> Son of a. Um, but uh, but, but yeah, the the uh, in this cap draft, it is the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Actually, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and uh, the mayor has like this whole like shtick happening between uh, him and this foreign leader who's like a grim faced guy, and he keeps like referencing things about like Snoopy and stuff and, and not getting anything out of the foreign leader at all who has like no idea why he's here or what's going on or what all these balloons are about. Um, and, uh, and so while that's happening, um, the, uh, the goblin shows up and uh, the, the, the mayor is the one that's like sort of making the comments like, oh, that must be new this year or whatever. And, right. uh, and Peter is like taking pictures in the audience and all of that. Um, uh, but when he attacks, he's there to attack Harry. Right. Um, not his board of directors. He's, he is there to kill Harry at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, it's really interesting and I think I really like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of, it, it's a really interesting idea. Like, like Tofty pointed out, like Harry's still obsessed with getting his father's approval and his father is literally trying yeah, to kill him. It makes the <laughs> dynamic way more interesting. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. makes Harry much more sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when Spider-Man shows up, uh, there's some there's some really great interaction stuff, but I'll get to that tomorrow. I also just want to point uh, out uh, yeah. uh, giant parade balloons in a superhero movie. Batman did it first. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention that, but that's another one. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh for it's sure. Funny they that's probably, you know what? That's probably yeah. why they changed it from uh still balloons, like from a, from a parade to still balloons, because, well... Batman yeah. did the parade. Right. Batman did like, it. But, but we already have the balloon designs and the CGI and the computers, so maybe we can just like change them so oh, it's not a parade. Sorry, maybe. the other thing. You know, we were talking yesterday about things that plant this movie in the year 2000. Did anyone notice the Palm Pilot billboard in Times Square? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just, there you go. Amazing. Uh, Kids, if you don't yeah. know Palm Pilot, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which minute it's it's visible in, but I do know in this Times Square sequence there's like a, a Lion King billboard. And for at one point I was like, yeah, maybe I can bring that up as like a thing of its time. But I'm like, no, that was like a decade and a half that the Lion King was running in Broadway, and it's, I don't even know if it's still it there. Running. It's still going. It's still yeah, going. So there's no. <laughs> yeah. It's, that one not that's so a timeless much. reference. That one, yeah, it's timeless. <laughs> <laughs> so Tofty, uh, tell tell people about uh, your new show that's that's premiering. I think premiered yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, this is airing on August first. Yeah. So yeah, yesterday, uh, those of you in the know might have caught the first minute of a new movies by minute podcast titled. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, a daily podcast where we are oh. watching and analyzing the 1990 live-action Turtles movie, one shell oh. kicking minute at a time. Um, nice. Yeah, Zach, I love how excited you sound about that. 
Just, it was, it was um, just it was a really well uh, worded plug that you just oh just thank you <laughs> well i've had to say that exact intro about 70 times so far we are we are way ahead in the recording process um but uh awesome. yeah it's it's another movies by minute so we're, we're watching that one directed by steve Barron, who was the guy who directed the billy jean music video and the aha take on me music video so that explains that joke from earlier this minute um <laughs> and uh on it with me i i'm sort of the 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 main uh uh moderator of the panel of hosts and uh chris o'connor and rachel gatlin from geek by night uh are yes. co-hosts with mm-hmm. me on the show and uh, Rachel's boyfriend, Adam Sheehan, who is a uh, Ninja Turtle enthusiast and brings a lot to the table also. That dude has some fun experiences. You want to check this show out. It's a little chaotic at <laughs> times because every episode has four, sometimes five people trying to talk at the same time. Uh, Amazing. But we we accept every tangent. We follow every trail. We have every conversation that pops up. And sometimes it gets weird and oftentimes there's beer involved. So it's it's entertaining. It's fun. I can't I can't wait to listen to the week that I was on that I recorded like six. It was a ago. long time ago. Uh, I actually just it'll listened be, back it'll to that be one like because I've been editing out the you know <laughs> massive amounts of crosstalk. Um, right. <laughs> which as I keep editing, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna leave this in now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Authentic. that was a good minute. You talked about some Casey Jones with us, and I believe you were on the minute. Where here I'll give the listeners a little tease. You were in the oh. minute where we m- decided that Casey Jones might have actually had a son who was oh, murdered yeah. I, right, and caused yeah. Casey to become the vigilante he is. We have a lot of alternate Holy theories moly. flying around that show. Yeah, April awesome. might have an illegitimate son that's in the film. I'll leave you with that, too. Come listen to my show, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, on DuelingGenre.com, <laughs> on iTunes, on everything that sends you podcasts. I'm really? very excited. You can find us uh, at TMNT Minute show. on Twitter. Or uh, you can find it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles listener feedback listener group listeners group. Teenage it's a group. Ninja- yeah, a group. Yeah, Google Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles minute on or search it on Facebook. Um, we're gonna <laughs> Google do, it on Facebook. Google it on Facebook. <laughs> Google it. Um, and then we're also gonna do like a monthly weekend edition where we just talk about anything turtles, and that's gonna be for our Patreon supporters, I believe. Yes, um, dueling genre uh, Patreon superstars out there. Yes. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to hear to listen to that one. It just sounds like a ton of fun. Another one yeah. where the theme music, though it was not composed by me, is performed by me. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you didn't like how the original sounded you when you had the, find got that the copy. sound. It's a great soundtrack. You cannot find a good quality copy of it anywhere. So I'm just yeah. like I'm I'm trying to like get it on YouTube. I'm trying to download it on the iTunes store. Like it doesn't exist. You can't buy that digital copy anywhere. So I was like, I'm just gonna re-record it so i did i'm just gonna roll yeah. up my sleeves and do it myself yeah <laughs> uh, it's fun yeah like you it. killed it <laughs> That's um awesome. but uh yeah just like you killed our theme song so uh yeah yeah amazing. thank you well when you said so i want good. the same rammy danny elfman spider-man theme but i want you to stranger thingsify it it's a nice little framework to work in i had i had a, a pretty clear-cut example of what you wanted yeah well, yeah, it's uh, you knocked it out of the park well, because I've had uh, I have so. heard people describe it exactly as that. In that's because Corelli told like, them to. Good, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, like people he's never met. Yeah, people yeah. in my day to day life out here on the West Coast, they're like, it sounds like. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Please Thank tell you. me more Thank how great I am. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's uh, pretty darn good. Well, no, it was fun to do. He's, and and I have to say, Scott, Absolutely. you know, you've built a, a crazy little podcast network here. It's unbelievable how many shows are currently 
on dueling genre have been on dueling genre or coming down the pike soon in dueling genre yeah. like cornetto minute i'm super excited about like there's like, mm-hmm. you just had toy story minute start up there's so much cool stuff coming out on dueling genre i like man wow yeah <laughs> that's well, all i have to say is man wow yeah man wow. I, uh, man wow i love it i love it i love that what everybody's doing on our on our uh on our network i'm very proud of everybody you should get and, some sort uh, of award everyone give scott well, some sort of award please <laughs> everyone also give, give him your me money. an award <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'll settle for patreon money uh, yeah, that works. that's that's fine um all right well uh that's that's a form of an award it feels like an award absolutely um yeah so uh we will be back uh tomorrow and uh if you're not too busy listening to teenage mutant ninja turtles minute maybe you can uh check in with us and uh, we will. Uh, I we give will, the listeners permission. Put my podcast on pause and come <laughs> back tomorrow for Spider Man. Okay. There you go. All right. Lovely. We'll uh, we'll talk six minutes sixty eight tomorrow. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.